Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. What a difference two years can make. Can you think of what you were doing two years ago? The state of the world, where you were spiritually, what the church was facing, how much you've grown, learned, or experienced since then? Fortunately, or maybe rather unfortunately, we found ourselves in the midst of a pandemic, so a lot of things during the, that period are really seared into our minds. I don't know about you, but when I refer to the last few years, it's either pre-pandemic or post-pandemic. A lot can happen in two years, can it? I'm pretty sure that given the same question, the Apostle Paul would be nodding in agreement. A lot can happen in two years. Hey, Anchor Daily family, this is Sarah Landon. In the last two years, I have had my kids do school at home, hybrid, then full-time. We've had masks, no masks, sometimes masks. We've had performances canceled, Zoom rehearsals, and eventually been fully packed into auditoriums, cheering our hearts out. We've had vacations canceled, rebooked, canceled, and finally enjoyed. We've been exposed, tested positive, tested negative, quarantined, not in that particular order. We've had Zoom Bible study, masked study, only small group study, large group study, and it feels like everything else in between. Oh, and by the way, our family joined a rooted group, and I also went back to work part-time. In the last two years, my faith has been challenged. My trust has been challenged. My patience has been challenged. My heart has been torn. My tongue has been held. And my Jesus has been with me every step of the way. Life has been different, maybe stifled by restrictions, but ministry went on, parenting went on, school went on, life went on. Even when it looked different, it was growing in new ways. As we head out of Acts and into the epistles, Paul is under house arrest. His life is not like it used to be. He's not in prison, but he is under guard. He can meet with people, talk with people, write letters, entertain friends, but it's definitely not the same. During this time, he doesn't have the luxury of traveling to Ephesus, and he might not want to with all the kerfuffle that's happened over the past few years. But it does give him a great opportunity to write to his beloved saints there. And honestly, I'm going to praise God for Paul's two-year house arrest. Because if that's what it took to slow him down and write the precious letters of Ephesians, Colossians, Philemon, and Philippians, well then, God bless house arrest. Because now, generations of believers have benefited from this text. It seems the Ephesians really needed his words. And what's more, Paul is so steeped in preaching the gospel. It's such a part of what he lives each day. It just spills out in his letters. The Ephesian church lives in the midst of the modern world. It's a great port city, people from different places mingling, enjoying the finest things life has to offer. I mean, I can't really ever remember living in a place that boasted a giant building with six-foot columns wrapped in gold, or a library with 12,000 scrolls, or a 25,000-person amphitheater. I mean, the Toyota Center does boast a whopping 6,000 seats, so that's close. Yeah, no, actually, it's not close at all. Ephesus 
was amazing. I think it was kind of like New York City of the ancient world, complete with all the distractions, busyness, corruption, and frail humanity, I'm afraid. And Paul knew Ephesus well. He lived there about two years. And you already know a lot can happen in two years. His friend Timothy was installed as the pastor there. He knew the struggles they faced, the diverse background of the people in the church. He knew how they struggled to have unity, how so many new believers struggled to live lives with proper conduct toward each other and the world around them. I imagine the Ephesian church is on fire with a huge ministry field all around them, but pulled in every direction. The Ephesians really needed Paul's instruction, his encouragement, his wisdom, and his gospel perspective. What's beautiful is that there might be a little Ephesus in our own hearts. We are emerging from a pandemic. Life is bustling again, pulling us in many directions. We have new people in the church, and we desperately need God's unity. We need to know how to come alongside and disciple new believers. And we need to stay rooted in gospel truth. So Paul's words are for us. I'm not sure what life looks like for you right now, but it's possible you're adjusting to a new way of life. Like Paul, maybe you're experiencing limitations, or maybe you're entering a season of difficulty. My question for you is, how will you spend the next two years? Will you fix your eyes on what holds you back or what sets you free? As we read through Ephesians, Paul is going to bring us back to Jesus. We will learn about the spiritual blessings in Christ, the mystery of the gospel, the body of Christ, walking in love, and so much more. So get ready as Tristan and Matthew take us through the two halves of Ephesians. There's so much good stuff to come. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, we can't see what's coming next for us, but you know. Help us to have hearts that are open to what you have for us. Give us open eyes and ears to take in Paul's words to the Ephesians and let us yield to the Holy Spirit as he works to convict and grow us into who you would have us to be. Thank you for the incredible blessing of your word. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's Word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.